I got my miracle. 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 This is the place for miracles. All right. Uh, open ears to hear God's voice. Opening up yourself in prayer, in praise, in worship. And when the praise goes up, the walls come down. Then pausing. I'm talking about the pause that refreshes. Pausing to hear from the Lord. A lot of people talking to God, but they don't think God talks back. But God does talk. Sometimes people don't stop talking long enough to listen to Him. You've got to pause. When you talk to God, you've got to stop. You've got to take time to listen. Opening up yourself in prayer, praise, worship, then pausing to hear from the Lord. Living strong for Him. Now we're talking about open ears. Here are prerequisites to having your ears open to hear the voice of the Lord and studying to hear the Word and being sensitive to it. Okay? Adam, the Bible says, walked and talked with God. Samuel walked and talked with God. Elijah, Elisha, the prophets, Isaiah and many others, Jeremiah walked and talked with God. Jesus walked and talked with God. Paul and Peter walked and talked with God. I've got news. That didn't die out just because they died. You and I can walk and talk with God today. Now, how do we do it? Well, you take time to seek God. David had a propensity to seek God, and in Psalm 63, he said, O God, you are my God, earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you, and my body longs after you. Seeking Him through prayer, simply talking to God. That's one of the reasons why I get up very early in the morning before sunrise to pray. This morning it was about 5.30. I got up uh, to have, have my time of prayer. And I pray and I seek God. I pray over my family. I pray over our country. I pray over things that God's called me to do. And I, I pray in tongues and I give God an opportunity to respond. It's a two-way conversation. It's not a monologue. It's a dialogue. And David had such a way of earnestly seeking God. He said, my soul is thirsting after you. My body is hungry for you. He just simply talked to God and that's what I do. And the good news is you can do the same thing. For God is no respecter of persons. The second thing is spending time in the Bible. Spending time in the Word of God. The Word of God is alive. It's like a megaphone. It's full of power. It's active, energizing, effective. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. His words are very, very poignant in our lives. Studying the Word of God allows God to speak to you. Speaking to you directly from the Word of God. Third, let your request be known unto Him. Tell him what you need and what you're believing for. Now, some people have been taught, well, I'm a worm. I'm a little peon down here on the earth, and I'm not supposed to talk straight to God. I'm not supposed to tell him what my needs are. Talk to him like you'd talk to a member of your family. If my wife has a need, she sits down with me and says, Honey, this is the need that I face. If I have a need, I say to her, Lindsay, this is what I need. This is what I'm facing. You have to have a conversation. You see, talk to God. Tell Him what you need. Tell Him your prayer request. You say, well, He already knows it. Tell Him. Tell Him what's going on. Talk to Him. And don't think you have to use any big words. 
You know, you don't have to talk in these and thous. Talk to him just like you talk to your wife or your husband or, or your, your children. Just talk. Talk out of the abundance of your heart. Tell him what you're believing for. Remind him of his word. That's very important. Number four, thank him in advance for speaking back to you. God, I thank you today that as I pray and I, as I pour my heart out to you, that you will answer me. Now, God, you, you, may, you may answer me in, in different ways, but I am going to receive your answer. I believe God. I believe that God is going to answer my prayer. Now, He doesn't always answer it instantaneously. Sometimes it comes over a period of time, but I'm not in charge of that. He's in charge of the time that He answers, but I know beyond any doubt He's going to answer my prayer. Number five, focus. Lindsay's been talking a lot on television lately about focusing. And what you focus on will develop. Focus. Don't let things distract you. Set aside a time to pray. And that's why I pray early in the morning when most people are asleep. Because I'm not distracted. My phone's not ringing, you know. Uh, the alarm clock's not going off. I, I'm there. I'm in my prayer chair. I don't have all the lights on in the living room. I, I, it's still dark in there. I'm sitting in the chair. I'm praying. I'm focusing in. I'm focusing in on the things of God. Number six, listen to the different ways that God speaks. Now, this is very, very important because some people try to decide the exact way that God's going to speak to them. Well, I got news. God isn't going to do it exactly the way you want it. He's going to do it His way. Uh, first of all, He speaks in what I call the scriptural channel. He speaks directly through the Bible. That's why your word, your word of God is so important. He speaks through His still, small voice. He speaks through His clear voice. Sometimes uh, when I'm praying, I'll get an impression in my heart. Sometimes I'll hear a voice in my head and it just kind of rings in my head and the thought just keeps getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Sometimes it's just an impression. Sometimes it seems like I'm hearing the audible voice of God in the room. I don't know if it's audible, but I sure do hear it. There are a number of ways that God speaks. He, he speaks also through, through the desires He's placed in your heart. When, when you feel something on the inside that you know is good, that comes from God. Because every good and perfect thing cometh from above. You also hear His voice through the inner witness of the Spirit. Something just resonates with your spirit. You could say, well, that... That just, that feels right. We would say that in our, in our natural language. That feels right. That feels like it's good. It feels like it's from God. Also, He'll use circumstances. Circumstances? Yes. God can work through the circumstances that you're in. God did that with, with Paul. God used the circumstance of a snake bite to cause the people to say, this is a man of God. When they thought he would drop dead and die as a, as a result of the venomous beast and the poisonous bite. God used that terrible thing that happened to him when Paul shook that snake off in, in, in the book of Acts until the people who had once said, well, this is a murderer. He's escaped the sea, but, but God's tracked him down. And that's the way many Christians talk. But instead, afterwards, after they saw him shake off that venomous beast, they said, this is a man of God. And before long, Luke, who was traveling with him, was treating them medically, and Paul was praying for the sick, and they were getting well. God can use circumstances. He can use dreams. He can use visions. He said, in the last days, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your young men shall dream dreams. Your old men shall see visions. Joseph saw dreams and visions. David saw dreams and visions. Daniel saw dreams and visions. And if they can see them, you can see them. He also uses angels. Remember, an angel visited Mary. 
and told her she was going to give birth to the Christ child. An angel stood beside Paul as he was on that storm-washed deck of that sea-battered ship and said, not a one of you is going to lose your life. I'm going to tell you, Hebrews tells us that angels are ministering spirits for us and you didn't lose your guardian angel just because you grew up. We are still entertaining angels unaware. God once spoke to me and, and, and told me that I'm putting an angel behind you when you minister to the sick. I, I, I've, I've only got a glimpse of him a couple of times, but I can feel his presence. When I pray for people, I can feel him almost leaning over my shoulder. He's big, he's tall, and he's God sent. He's an angel. And remember, one third of the angels fell with Satan, but two thirds didn't fall. And they're still ministering spirits for you and for me. And then also, you hear through other believers. God will send someone across your path, a family member or your, your minister, your pastor, uh, an evangelist like me, uh, someone who says a word that is a confirmation to what you've already believed. Sometimes when I hear a word, I'll say, God, I'm asking you to confirm that. Sure enough, somebody will come along and say the same thing, and there's no way they could have had any idea. Another way is through prophecy. You've heard me talk a lot about my, my good friend, Hank Kuhneman, who pastors in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, he and I were recently on a television program, on uh, uh, Sid, Sid Roth's program, uh, Super, Supernatural. And it was the healing ministry and the prophetic joining together. Hank has prophesied into my life many times, and he and his wife, Brenda, have been on this program. I've preached up in Omaha, and he has shared uh, this platform with Lindsay and me a number of times. And he has spoken into my lives, I, our lives. I believe in the prophetic word of God. Every king in the Bible had a prophet. Well, how do we let that die out? There are still prophets in the land. You say, well, I've seen some abuse. Well, so have I. But I've also seen some crooked politicians. But that doesn't mean every politician is crooked. I've seen some crooked lawyers and doctors. But that doesn't mean every lawyer and every doctor is crooked. I've seen some crookedness in business. But that doesn't mean every businessman is crooked. Yeah, I've seen some, some abuse in ministry. But not every minister is crooked. Yeah, I've seen some abuse in prophecy. But that doesn't mean every prophet is, is wrong. There are still some true prophets in the land. Hank Kuhneman is one of them. My father, Earl Roberts, called him the most accurate prophet that he ever met. And I thank God for that. And God still speaks through prophecy. The most important thing is he's still speaking. If he ever spoke, he's still speaking today. And he spoke to me to begin this program some, uh, well, however many years ago, 1997, Lindsay and I began this program it was a night, a night program at that time. We were doing it live. Uh, now we, we pre-record the program because of traveling schedules and things of that nature. Uh, but, uh, you know, the Bible was pre-recorded. <laughs> One time I remember uh, I had uh, Jesse Duplantis on our program and something happened and I had to, after he, after he did the program, a few weeks later we decided to rerun it. More people got saved and got healed by watching the rerun. <laughs> when I do a Facebook post, I got more people watching it recorded than I, I do when it's live. God is in the pre-recording business. What Jesus did was pre-recorded 2,000 years ago. But when someone prays the sinner's prayer, it comes to life and they get saved. 
God is still speaking to people today. And if you'll open yourself up, if you'll open your ears up, He'll speak to you. And then it'll be your job to obey. Thank you for tuning in to the Place for Miracles podcast. If you would like to receive prayer, call our Abundant Life Prayer Group at 918-495-7777 or go to oralroberts.com prayer. Our website also features uplifting articles, online Bible classes, books, and other resources to help build your faith in God. If you'd like to support the outreaches of the Oral Roberts Ministries, please go online to oralroberts.com to make your donation today.